This is Angela with Danceable Thoughts, and this is our 2020 Focus special podcast series on topics that are very specific for things going on right now in our dance team community. I've got some conversations from my friends who are very concerned about keeping our students motivated, pushing through these rehearsals, this contest season, kind of work with burnout, and I see burnout on both sides of it, the student burnout and the director burned out. So I want to just start with a little bit of disclaimer. When it talks about motivating our kids, I can tell you some great ideas, and I had fun with my kids and a lot of energy, but if you're going to describe me as a motivator, not a single person is going to say that I was a raw, raw cheerleader type over my 30 years as a director. I was very committed to and passionate about the process, the product, and my, I'm going to say, environment my kids worked in was very structured, very hardcore. We were really working hard, and not everybody buys into that. And I'm much more of a coach mentality in the sense of the hard-driving athletic coach instead of the hearts and flowers motivator. So I don't want to lead anyone down a primrose path thinking that I've got perfect ideas for you, but I want to just kind of give you insight from my point of view and how things worked for me, and maybe some of that will generate some concepts for you to work with and discuss. So the first thing I want to tell you is about myself. And when I was in the process of creating for contest season and prepping for performances, the thing that probably my students would all agree with is that I was extraordinarily passionate about the process, the outcome is of course, you know, I was competitive, I wanted to do well, but I wanted it to create, I wanted us to be creating something. I wanted it to be artistic. I wanted to uh, challenge the norms. I wanted what they were doing in the confines of their own abilities. I wanted them to push along and outward from their status quo, to find something more from their own ability to perform, whether it was the physicality or it was the emotional content we were conveying that I was, I'm going to be, I'm going to say I was pushing hard and that was not always, you know, not everybody's going to have buy into that. And it probably would be difficult because kids are a lot different. You know, I don't, I'm not slamming any kids, but generationally they're a little bit different about how they join up and, and, and respond to that kind of energy. So when you are, you're really passionate, pushing hard and, and, and fired up about stuff, you're going to get frustrated. This is why I worry about my director friends and their burnout because they've got kids in the program that just, that, that's not their cup of tea. And you can look around and you can see that those kids don't necessarily match your work ethic. Let's face it, teenagers can never match a professional's work ethic. We can get them to strive towards it, but they're still teenagers. You're going to always be the exemplar on what hard work in a rehearsal looks like. And so that's why I'm going to remind you guys that you have to put the phone down, you're going to have to take the distractions away, and they've got to feel your intensity and your devotion to them. And that intensity doesn't mean griping and yelling. It can be very stern, it can be focused, but it can be the way you are on task, that there isn't a lot of downtime, that they know that you're focused on making the most of every minute of that rehearsal. So I was saying that when you have those kids that are sort of the outliers to that, that that's just not the way they respond, those kids tend to sometimes develop discipline problems. They might be the talkers. They might be the ones that suddenly have, you know, to go to the restroom a lot. They might be going to tutorials instead of coming to your practice. 
They um, also, I'm just being very genuine, they, that they tend to be the ones that go home and they complain to your parents, their parents, and then that generates a whole other level of stress because you end up in a parent conference. And so not only are you trying to sell to the kids your process and your power, you know, your powerful motivation, but you also have to sell it to the parents who see disruption in their kids' routine and they don't get it. It, it really starts a little farther back than when the problem is occurring. It's how much you inform them going into that. But how do we, in the midst of this right now, how do we address that? Well, one of the things that I would say to you first is that you've got to avoid your own burnout and frustration in the rehearsal by being as much as, much as you can prepared mentally and, I'm going to say, emotionally, physically to get in there and practice. And what do I mean by that? So during the course of my long career, there were a lot of personal challenges that I had, and I had to compartmentalize. I had to say, okay, these are this is my time with my team, and this is I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not just going to see it as a burden on my time, but I'm going to enjoy it. So when there were other things going on, like my mom was sick or those types of things, I, I would have to tell my kids, and I'd be candid with them and be honest with them, it's like, you know, I've got these other things going on, but when I'm here with you, this is this is my joy time and this is my work. And and learning to truly explain to the kids how you love the work. You have probably at this point established a persona with the kids and uh, they kind of have expectations of your behavior. So to keep them from getting burned out and freaked out, you've got to stay pretty true to their expectations or surprise them pleasantly with sometimes a little bit of silliness or a treat or something something that's very very specific to your personality so if you're not a hearts and flowers person but you decide one day to show up with candy that's okay because they surprise them and that makes them happy but if you're like just trying to kind of play off the cutesy behavior and that's not there there might sense there's a lack of genuineness in your approach. Kids are really good at spotting that. So speaking to you and speaking to you about the burnout and the kids' burnout and that idea of compartmentalizing, you're going to have to teach the kiddos and yourself, if you're not good at this yet, to take time out of your day and out of your week to devote to your self-preservation, whether it's good health, it's nutrition, it's family and friend time, it's meditation, it's Netflix, I leave the chill out, um, whatever you need to do to, you can do that chill if you want, um, you got to do some things for yourself so that when you get to the rehearsal and when you are seeing the calendar that looks like you're not going to have a moment to yourself, you can realize that it's only a temporary thing that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. So I just really want to remind you that what you see from your kids, you might not want to hear it, but it's going to it's really a reflection of what you are what you're projecting out to them. That there's a, a give and take to that. So let's talk about motivating those kids and, and let's be positive and let's be energetic about it. So you gotta tell them what you love about what they're doing. And you might be very frustrated with their precision or their technique or their work ethic, but um, it goes a mile to tell them with a smile how much you really like something. And there is something amazing that they're doing for you. You need to maybe, like I said, 
course through your memory banks and look for things that you've seen that are genuine improvement. And I also think it's really great when you tell them, when you have a genuine response. One of the things the kids that I was always proud to say is my kids always knew when I was moved by their lyrical or their modern contemporary when I would have that aha moment when I I was just joyful about some of the things that we were creating and if you're not finding any joy in what they're doing you might be a little bit hypercritical so go ahead and find some joy and be genuine about it and then be celebratory when you have successes even if those successes are small when we talk to the kids about staying motivated and staying, you know, giving the, the whole hearted go for it rehearsals that lead into the go for it performances. They've got to have a motivation. I'm going to tell you more than just, hey, let's beat this competition. Let them know that it's part of their growth as an artist, as a performer, as a member of a team. So maybe they're not always going to hit that skill and get it perfectly, but as a group, are they going to accomplish something together? Are they going to have an amazing day where they have a really efficient practice? Are they going to have a day where everybody does a great job with um, – projection and, and smiling and and sometimes it may be that you turn that to the kids and say what is it going to take to motivate you and they are very reward oriented and some rewards that they want are probably not realistic they're all going to say they want a day off you can't necessarily do that they're all going to say they want pizza maybe you can make that work but you've got to find rewards that work for them so look around and you've got three or four kids on every team that are intrinsically motivated to do their best. They get excited. They have charisma about them. Go to those kids. Interact with those kids on a one-on-one -on -one basis and let them tell you some ideas for what they do. And you may need to empower them to help be the second level of cheering and motivation. Uh, they also talking about peer-to-peer -peer interaction having the kids give each other compliments. I hear a lot of people talk about compliment circles at the end or, or appreciation moments. These kids really thrive on that positive spotlight. And if you do it in a written format, a quick verbal format, uh, whatever it is that you need to do to give them those little boosts along the way, think of those little um, injections of energy. They're gonna get that the little endorphin rush and that positivity. Also reminding them that they're making progress. There may be a bad rehearsal. There may be a performance that doesn't go right, but they're always making progress because the beginning and end of their performances in that time slot on the schedule isn't really the totality of what they're accomplishing as a team. So the motivation for most of these kids is to know that they belong, that they're contributing, and their contributions are appreciated. Those are the trophies that they need to have. They may not feel like that's what is reflected on a score sheet, but when you look back on contest season, those are the things that are probably going to be what motivates them to try it again next year and next year and maybe when they go off to college and some of them grow up to be directors just like you. So this has been a quick 2020 focus speaking on things that have to do with motivation, director burnout, team burnout. 
I hope these are informative and I hope this starts a conversation that we can all use to get more laser focused 2020 perfection in the way we are growing our artists here in the dance team community.